Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of Let's Be Real. I'm James, your host for today's episode. I'm thrilled to be joined once again by the one and only Movie Games lad, Nayan. How's it going, dude? Good, mate. Literally the one and only, ain't I? <laughs> yes, yes, the one and only. But yeah, that is a story that we'll uh, cover in just a bit. Yeah. Um, yes, but before we do get started, if you've got any questions or thoughts on what we're discussing, we'd love to hear from you. Hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or TikTok. And we may just feature you on the show. And hey, if you want even more of our content from us, be sure to check out our website, moviegames.com, for all the latest box office coverage, 4K reviews, film rankings, and award season updates. Also, be sure to follow our email newsletter to keep up to date with our content on a weekly basis. Thanks to anyone who is joining us today. We appreciate you. But anyway, let's get to it. So, on today's show, we're going to be covering Kyan leaving movie games. The big topic for today. Uh, we're going to be covering Creed 3's opening weekend at the box office. We're covering um, whether another MCU that doesn't have Avengers in the title can be make a billion dollars next. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to be covering our Oscar nominations on what we think will win or should win, um, as that is next week. So it's very yeah, exciting. Sunday, I'll, I'll, yeah. Oh, sorry, Sunday for Northern Humans. Yeah, <laughs> and then Monday for us yeah. in the middle of a workday just the annoying way that it is. Everything, man, is always in the middle of the day when it's the US. You guys don't know how lucky you got to have it up there, you know? Oh, Over man. weekend, you can do whatever you want. Sport, events, anything yeah. they want to watch. It's just on the night. And then it's just during the middle of a work day for me. So I have to follow it, like, on my work computer, <laughs> <laughs> just refreshing the browser, <laughs> can't watch it live. Just do what I do and just watch it at home and just have one or two and then work. Oh, you work from home, yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, I only get that two times a week. So, if I'm lucky, I'm lucky. But if I'm not, then I'm sad. And I'm not lucky on Monday. <laughs> um, yes, but no. Kyan is officially leaving movie games. Actually, he's already left. Um, yeah, so he's officially gone. Uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, I mean, nothing else to say besides that. He has made his personal decision here. We talked about where we wanted to go with you know the podcast and we wanted to go with movie games in general and um yeah he decided that he has other endeavors that he would like to pursue and um you know i think i speak for Nan when i say that um you know I, I support that and you know i wish him nothing but the best in his endeavors he's been an incredibly great asset to movie games he's he's done a lot and yeah he, he he's taught us a lot and you know movie games wouldn't be what it is today without him he he truly is um been a massive part on on what it's become and um yeah i mean i hope to have him on uh, a podcast sometime um we, we might extend an invite to him when we get to some uh, juicy news or whatnot yeah, um yeah but no um e- even more than what he's done on movie games he's been a better friend so um yeah we'll wish him all the best honestly yeah, where are you? I've definitely seen a lot less independent films and horror films now, that's for sure. With mm. here. But yeah, pretty much you covered it well. He'll be sorting this way in movie games. Yeah, yeah. And you know, he always just like brought, he really rounded out our, like, the movies that we watched. You, you know what I mean? He really did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I consider myself kind of middle field in terms of my movie taste, whether it, it blends between indie and blockbuster. And I feel like you lean more onto the blockbuster 
kind of side of things and then he had the indie side. It was a really nice balance between us three, but yeah. He really brought me into Hawkins. I love that, I love that whole entire studio. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, no, we, we're definitely going to miss his input and his uh, you know, up-to-date kind of uh, knowledge on those kind of movies and I hope we don't miss any now, but yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he'll tell us. Yeah, no, he'll still tell us. And yeah, we, we still, you know, see him from time to time and keep in touch. Um, you know, we, we just went, we all, we all just went to, you know, Europe together and went to a few countries and, you know, we, we had a blast. So, you know, there's, it's only, it's only good things. Um, but yeah, Pretty we're going to miss him. But, you know, for the future, just expect to hear more from me and Nan, your favorite movie games, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm kind of listening. Hey, mate. <laughs> All right, so we're going to move on to some actual movie news now. So we're going to talk about Creed 3's opening weekend. And, you know, I don't know, Nan, if you've seen the uh, box office for this weekend. No, I haven't been busy. <laughs> oh, yes, get ready for this. Okay, so the top five. I'm going to read out the top five. Mm-hmm. So Creed 3 opened to $58.4 million. That's good. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania opened up to 12 point... Oh, it didn't open up, sorry. It's its third weekend, $12.8 million. Cocaine Bears second weekend eleven point one million, the new Demon Slayer movie that opened to ten point one million, and the second weekend for Jesus Revolution was at eight point five million. Um, now Creed three massive massive performance here. That's huge. Yeah. It's the highest in the Creed franchise. It's the highest opening for a sports film ever. <laughs> That's good, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the first Creed I think opened up to twenty nine million. Yeah. And then I think it was 35 or 36 for the second Creed. So this is a massive jump up. Yeah. And I think it, it's like an even bigger run for Michael B. Jordan because this is a director debut and he's like already set like the best sports film opening ever. Yeah, I know that. It's a, it's a huge precedent to on your first like movie. Yeah. yeah I think for the Creed franchise, I think now there will be a demand to you know, do a Creed 4 rather than like a spin off into do a yeah. new trilogy. That's what I wish they just ended it there because the way that Creed 3 ended it, it was just a good way to end the franchise. But it did, tease, it. It yeah. did tease for future ones, but mm. very loosely. But yeah, but nice. you know how the industry is now, they're definitely going to be doing another one based on this opening. But anyway, I think, you know, not the biggest story um, because the Creed opening is huge. Yeah. I think another big story is the Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Uh, that had a good opening, a decent opening, I'll say, not good. Um, but the second weekend it had the biggest drop for an MCU movie, like 70%. Yeah. Now it's fallen 59.9%. Now usually these kind of big movies, they open and they have a sharp drop, the MCU ones, superhero movies and whatnot. Uh, they're usually front-loaded for the opening weekend. And then the third weekend, they kind of stabilize, and then they just continue the legs pretty modestly by the end of it. 60% drop on the third weekend, man. That's way too much. That's ridiculous. I think it's like the third worst in the MCU in terms of total, which is 12.8 million. That's crazy. And it's real crazy. I mean, I wonder if it's because, um, you know, everyone has just seen like the critic reviews and whatnot about it that, mm. that has played into their head that made them not want to go see this. Or another thing could be superhero fatigue. That's been, like, talked about for the past decade now, and it's never hit. Maybe now it's actually hit, you know? Yeah. Um, and not just from, like, the Marvel and DC sort of side-off comic um, content as well, but we're also getting, like, 
Amazon stuff, for example. You know, you got The Boys, based mm. on a comic book. Um, Invincible, same. Both under Amazon. You know, there's just too much comic book content coming out right now. and that's it's everywhere. And that's probably why people are just getting sick and tired of it. Yeah. And I think, like, maybe they're not tired of it. Maybe they're tired of just the mediocre, bland, boring garbage that the MCU is spewing out. Um, that's true. Because yeah. they're just, like... I think phase four, they had like 18 projects or something over what, like a, a two year period, bro. That's pretty ridiculous. Much, pretty yeah. much like ever since they opened up back half. from COVID. I think yeah. when, when was Black Widow? 2020, 2021? 2021. And from there we got 18 projects. That, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Nah, see. And then, yeah, it's, it's just too much for people. And none of it really stood out. No Way Home took off. Um, yeah, besides that, nothing else is really... It was just all filler, filler shit, pretty mm. much, you know, like filler content. Yeah, and so if, if Marvel's going to be producing uh, borderline mediocre stuff, then they're going to get mediocre box office performances from their thing. Exactly. The thing that blows my mind is that uh, Quantumania might not make $500 million. That is crazy. That's I mean, ridiculous. it's going to just make a little bit over budget or uh, just break even a little bit. I don't, I don't, I might not even break even because like, I, I know Disney has a lot of, uh, you know, behind the scenes kind yeah. of uh, expenses. Yeah. This could be, I wonder if this would be like their first like flop from an MCU flop, film. Flop, rotten, all of it, all bad. Yeah. yeah. The trifecta. It's not really. what you want when you introduce like your next uh, super villain to cover the next three phases, you know. And this is the start of phase, <coughs> sorry, start of phase five. It's not even, yeah. we're not in phase four anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, not the good way to start things off. Um, yeah, I hope Disney and Marvel are worried and they scale back and then, you know, start actually put effort into everything. Even know? the CGI. Because I really half ass the CGI across this entire phase four. I, I, I have no words to describe the CGI right yeah. now. I, th I think it's truly awful. I think they're going backwards. Um, but yeah, that's enough. It's going to lead us into our next topic though that I wanted to talk about today. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, it's been a while since I think Endgame was the last one. No, oh, sorry, No Way Home was the last MCU movie that got a billion dollars. Yep. Now that movie was an event film because you know you had past uh, versions of Spider Man coming into that. Plus, it's Sony, so it's like kind of like fifty fifty MCU and being its own thing, whatever it wants to be. Mm -hmm. um, and then before that, you had Far From Home, which made a billion. Avengers Endgame that made a billion. And the Marvels, if all the MCU movies in 2019 made a billion. And then I think since then, only No Way Home has made a billion on the MCU side of things, mm -hmm. which is a concern. Um, Mind you, COVID didn't impact. It that. did have an impact, especially for Black Widow, Shang-Chi, and Eternals. Yeah. But by the point, we, we, we got to a point where that's no longer an excuse. Multiverse of Madness made like I think nine forty four yeah, or something like I, that. I'd say after yeah. No Way Home is mm -hmm. where you just where's your excuse, you know? Exactly. And then Thor: Love and Thunder went really down. Black Panther, yeah. bro. That I think the last one made like what one point four. That's one of the highest grossing films of all time. Mm -hmm. And then that made like in the eight hundreds. Thor made in the seven hundreds. <laughs> Doctor Strange made in the nine hundreds, and that had a multiverse factor to it. And mm. then Ant Man might even get under five hundred million. Like this is bad. this is bad, man. Um, so yeah, I really wanted to like talk about what will be the next Marvel movie that, or MCU movie that will make a billion dollars. 
But, you know, we know that the Avengers movies will make a billion dollars. I think it's pretty Guaranteed. much Guaranteed. a guarantee. They have to do something really bad to, for them not to make. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But so that well, let's we're under the assumption that they won't make a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Now, the upcoming movies that Marvel has scheduled, we'll go through them yep. one by one. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, The Marvels, Captain America New World Order, Thunderbolts, Blade, Deadpool 3, and Fantastic Four. They're all scheduled. They have release dates. So Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Do you think that's going to be a, a billion dollar guarantee? Guar- I'm not going to put guarantee. To be honest, all the stuff that you just read out, I can't confidently say. Like, no guarantee, guarantees, eh? No guarantees. Mm-hmm. The most likely one is definitely Guardians. I you mean, think so? The first one had 700 plus. Mm-hmm. The second one had 800 plus. Yep. I mean, considering that this is going to be like the final Guardians films for this mm-hmm. you know, group and yep. James Gunn's final one as well, mm-hmm. I think if there's a film from the schedule release that's going to crack that one billion, it's definitely Guardians three. Interesting, interesting. I think Guardians is a good shot, um, and especially with James Gunn, and it likely being a good movie. Yeah, it definitely has a shot. But don't underestimate the Marvels, in my opinion. <laughs> I mean, Captain Marvel made one point one that's four billion, and but that was in peak MCU time. So we don't know how it's going to be now. I mean, look at Black Panther, bro. Like, there's like 600 million between those two movies, the first and second. So it could be there if it's good. Um, Maybe the reason why Captain Marvel made that much was because it was, it was the last film before Endgame, right? Yeah. So like, maybe everyone was flocking there to see probably, what Yeah, tease. you got a good point about that. Captain America, New World Order? Nah. Nah. The, I, I, Not at all. Did, even, did Civil War make a billion? It did, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Other than that, and that, uh, that understandably, yeah, that they had like a, it was basically Avengers two point five at that point, and pretty much. But yeah. all the, all the other Captain Americas didn't make it, and that had actual Captain America in it. Um, this mm. is um Anthony Mac- Mackie's uh, actual Captain. <laughs> <laughs> everyone, Fair. everyone knows Fair. who I yeah. mean. It's Steve yeah. Rogers, you know. Yes. Um, but yes. this one has Anthony Mackie's um Falcon, who's just taken up that mantle. Mm. Um. There's something completely new that we haven't seen. Yeah. Uh, we, we've got the show and stuff, and he didn't really become Captain America until the end. Yeah. So it doesn't have that, like, selling point as um, mm. Steve Rogers. I thought the show was good. The um, show was good, yeah. Yeah, so hopefully people will turn up, if it's good, of course. Um, but, yeah, you know, Thunderbolts and Blade, I don't see any room for them to really get a no. billion. They're very new things, and Thunderbolts is just a bunch of secondary characters. It's literally the Suicide Squad, but Marvel's version. Yeah. And, you know, oh, I mean, I'd love for Thunderbolts to be like really gritty and like dark in a way. I would. It would be awesome. Yeah. Like how Suicide Squad was originally envisioned. Envision, you know how when that first uh, yes, trailer came out, it was like real The infamous Comic-Con trailer for Suicide yeah. Squad. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, here's an interesting one. Deadpool 3. And I might put my highest guarantee on that. You reckon? Yes. Because you got... I mean, Deadpool 1 and 2, they made over 700 mm-hmm. million, I think. I think the second one made over 800 million. Um, and they're R-rated, so they have yeah. that barrier on them anyway. Logan was R-rated, and that made over 600 and something million. Um, mind you, the other Wolverine movies didn't do very well worldwide. X-Men do well. Um, but if you combine the two, you combine Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman together as well. Oh, yes. I fully forgot Hugh Jackman was in it. Yeah, 100% yeah. going to make a billion dollars. I don't know if it make a billion dollars if they have an R rating on it. Now, Joker 
I think that that got in the nine hundreds, and that's an R rating. I think it's the highest, I, I the highest had, grossing R rating. I thought it had a billion. Did it? Did it get a billion? I'm pretty sure. I'm. You might be right about that. Don't actually, don't quote me on this. I'm pretty sure I saw something about how it was like it was either the first film or first R rated film to hit a billion. But you're right. Sure. It did. Yeah, it did yeah. get a billion dollars. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's the highest grossing R rated movie, and um. To, so the, the potential is there. To be honest, I mean, you just said it before. Deadpool on its own, while it had its R rating. And as high as 800, mm. you chuck this in the with MCU ties, they can yeah. give you pretty much like another 100 million. Mm. Hugh Jackman coming back, you know, that's more reason to go see it. So it'd be my safest bet that I'd put on it just because with Guardians, um, they're just not as strong. And I don't think MCU has a really good uh reputation right now, yeah. Um, because yeah, it's the next film, yeah, because the, the, the second one only made like 830 or around that kind of figure. You're talking a big boost, but I, I think it can. Yeah. I think Deadpool 3 is the safest bet. Mm-hmm. Um, even with that R rating, now that I look at Joker, I think the thing that holds that movie back is Deadpool in a sense. Yeah. If you if you look at the figures between Deadpool 1 and 2, they're very close. Mm-hmm. The domestic total, I think, the domestic total went down for Deadpool on the second outing, but it went up internationally. So it shows that, you know, there's not, people aren't really, really wanting more of this character. And I think, you know, we've all felt it. I know, like, when, you know, we had Kyan on Let's Be Real and stuff like that, he definitely felt it. So I just don't see much of a market craving more of Deadpool. I think it's the interaction with Wolverine that might be able to get it over the billion dollar hump. Definitely. Yeah. And Fantastic Four. I just don't think the general public really give a shit. I think it's just us comic book geeks yeah, at the end of the day. Pretty much. I mean, I th- if they cast right, mm. I reckon it could do well. Yeah. But um, you can't. I mean, it could it could make a billion dollars. Don't get me wrong. I mean, never say never, you know, right? Yeah. Um, but at this point in time, it, we don't have any seen a cast. Is it? Mm. I don't even think we have a director, right? From memory? No. Just, just from oh, memory. it's Peyton Reed. Director yeah. of Ant-Man, Quantumania. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Oh no, it's a John isn't it John Watts? I can't remember. Nah, he, I think I think they swapped. Because uh, he'll be focusing towards Spider-Man 4. I'm I'm sure if you yeah. guys are listening, just flick us a message. Yeah. Um, and, correct uh, us. Correct correct us if we're wrong, but uh yeah. our bet is read or Watts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there are three unscheduled movies. Mm-hmm. Armor Wars, I think, stands zero chance. I agree. I, Unless, I, what, I sorry. sorry, just what if the Robert Downey Jr. comes back for like a side character role? Nah, not a billion. I don't think it's not a billion story. I don't think it's not enough. I mean, it'll do better, but I think I'm always is another one in mm-hmm. uh, Quantum Mania's sort of category of struggling to break even. If Robert Downey Jr. is it, is in it, break even easy, yeah, 100%. Because mm. everyone's clamoring for him to come back in yeah. some shape or form. Mm-hmm. Shang-Chi 2. Now, Shang-Chi, the first uh, one, we can't use it as a fair assessment of the box office because COVID. How much did that make, though? I don't know. I, th- I think it was in the... 300s? 3 to 4? 3 to 4. It made very similar to Black Widow. Right. Um, but it, it did fine. Um, it was received really well from both the audiences and critics, so there's no like bad reputation from that brand. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it just... I don't think it has the capacity to make a billion, but I think it can make some good money if it's good. I recommend about six or seven, maybe eight at a push. Maybe eight at a push. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, 
And then I think the last one I'm going to mention here that's on schedule is Spider-Man 4. I think that's a guarantee. Like, yeah. even if it's bad. Coming off the, coming like backing up from No Way Home. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, yeah. I don't, I just, yeah. After that movie, there's, there's no way that it won't make a billion. No. Could be the bad, but, and then it still won't. But you know what? I think the MCU, I think Disney, they have a hard road ahead, eh? They, Definitely. Yeah, I mean, this is this is not good. I just, yeah, I, I really don't have any any words for for their future slate. DCU, I think they're gonna do bad. You know, we could see the downfall of superhero movies come during this period where both studios are fighting to get a billion dollars. Yeah. Well, things like you know Avatar and Top Gun, all that kind of stuff is the ones that are making the big money. You know, Definitely. this could be the new tide, the change in the industry. Back, back to like what action sort of blockbuster Just films? well made, good, grand, bold blockbusters. Yeah. Stuff like Mission Impossible coming out and all that kind of stuff. Think they all hit a billion? No, nah, I don't think I hit a billion, but I think I think we get close. Right, eight hundred to nine hundred. But mm-hmm. yeah, um, it's going to be interesting. I hope that change happens because you know what it's going to do. It's going to elevate the MCU to stop making shit. And bring it back to the Infinity War in-game days where I was loving it. Was just, it. Everything was just peak. Oh, man. The good old days. You guys are uh, going to hear a familiar sound. You know what? I'm going <laughs> to join you in that sound. <laughs> and that's us cracking open a cold one. Cold Odd one. company. <laughs> Buy it if you live in New Zealand or worldwide if it's over there. You know what? It's not. Uh, it's only in New Zealand. Ah. I had a friend when I went to um, Australia in Melbourne. And the thing she asked me was like, make sure you bring odd company. And I was like, why just buy it from the store? And she's like, no, we don't have it. I've searched everywhere. It's only here, which is weird because they have an Australian number on it, but it's made in <laughs> New Zealand and it says distributed in Australia. But she's like, no, I searched everywhere. I've looked everywhere. Like it's, it's not here. Um, but no, yeah, odd company is great. Um, and I ended up taking like three boxes of odd company over there. <laughs> Old Com- uh, we are not sponsored by Old Company in any way, folks, but uh, definitely try it if you're in New Zealand. It's a refreshing, nice drink. <laughs> and, and if that- Old Company is <laughs> listening to us, you know, we'd be, we'd be keen to partner up. Yeah, just, just uh, head over to moviegames.com and uh, <laughs> flick us a message. <laughs> Come to the contact us form. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're going to move on to the Oscars because the Oscars, um, they are next week on the Monday for us, as you just heard. Uh, yeah, so we're going to be doing an Oscar special next week, straight off the mm-hmm. Oscars. We're going to meet together. We're going to do a podcast special on that. We're just going to be covering all the winners and seeing how it'll win, including if there's any slaps, punches, spits, whatever, <laughs> you know, there may be. Goss. <laughs> but, you know, um, the drama was all going to lie on who wins and who gets snubbed and whatnot. Yep. So we're going to provide our take on, uh, some of them here. We're not going to go through all of them. We just don't have the time. Before we start, there's no like hosts this year, right? I think Jimmy Kimmel's doing it, isn't he? Oh, okay. This fourth one. So oh. I'm over it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll try and watch it if I can, but I probably can't because I'm at work. Um, but yeah, so the way we're going to do this is we're going to say what we think, what we think will win, what we think could win. Mm-hmm. And then what we think should win. So you allow our, our our personal take comes onto this, and then we can just say actually what we think is going to happen. Just kind of 
following the conversations and uh, you know what what's winning in the other award shows and you know the SAGs, the you know PGAs, WGAs, DGAs, all the A's, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, we'll just start off with the big one, Best Picture. So the nominees for that are All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar: The Way of Water, The Banshees of Inertion, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, Woman Talking. So. Before I ask you this, is there any of these you haven't seen? Um, I have not seen The Fablemans, Tar, and Woman Talking. Okay. Now, what do you think will win, and what do you think could win? I will go could win first, mm-hmm. and I'm going to say everything everywhere all at once. Ooh. I think that... Ev- spicy. Yeah, very spicy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, I just think it's just it. Ever since that film's ta- come out, it's just taken the world by storm. You know, it's been 100%. getting high praise and stuff. And I think I I could be wrong in this, and I don't know if the quality to judge it on is accurate. But Rotten Tomatoes does like a sort of leaderboard things in terms of the award season, as mm-hmm. in which films has won the most awards in terms of all the categories. Yeah, and everything um tops it by quite quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So um yeah, that 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 would be my good one. Could win, and so what will win? Good question. Probably banshees. I you think, think banshees of Vernishan will take the top? Will yeah, win it all? Yeah. Well, to be fair, I haven't heard any of yeah. the Baftas or the Sags. I I don't mm. know who's won those. Right. And the best picture. So I'm just going on based off uh, what I heard before I saw mm-hmm. this film and before I saw this film. I mean, that's all was the talk was that banshees was going to win. So yeah, that is probably where I'm at. Um, that would be a very interesting way to go for the Oscars if it happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. What should win? I'm going to go everything, everywhere, all at once, really. Really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. You can't go wrong with that movie, I feel. Mm. Um, what, about, what about you? Me? Okay. Well, what I haven't seen, and it's quite a lot, unfortunately. I will have seen everything by next week. Don't worry. Hope so. Um, I haven't seen All Quiet on the Western Front. I have not seen The Fableman's. Tar and women talking as well. Mm. So that's just one more than you actually. So I'm I'm not too not too far behind on this this category. What I think will win, I think everything everywhere all at once. Um, just yeah, it's kind of dominated its path. Sorry, just say will will win. Oh yo. Yep. Um, I think Banshees was its main competitor, but it's just gone far beyond that now and just kind of picking up everything, mm-hmm. including the PGA, which is kind of like the biggest indicator for Best Picture. And what could win? Oh, I don't. Th- I don't know if there's any other competitor, but I would say Bench of Inertion is the backup. I'm divided on that between that and All Quiet on the Western Front. But I'll say Bench is for now. Um, Western Front may surprise. Um, and then what should win? Avatar. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to leave the podcast. <laughs> what jo- should jo- win? Join Kine on a sabbatical. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what should win that? This one's a really hard one because I, I love everything I've seen so far. You know, I'd, I'd go Top Gun Maverick, yeah. and I'm going for it beyond just the the quality of the film. I think what it did for cinema, I think, was just incredible. It basically like gave them a, gave the box office an adrenaline shot mm. and cinema. You know, just yeah, that yeah, yeah. Good, good boost. Yeah, it got like over one point five million. It made it dominated the you know US market. I think it just did so much for cinemas. It did so much for the box office. 
just the film industry as a whole. Definitely. Because, you know, Spider-Man No Way Home, I'm sure it made 1.9, but that's a movie that can easily make that kind of money. It would have made more if it wasn't didn't release in that time. But no, no one would have thought. No one thought Top Gun would make a billion. I, and people were skeptical would make like 800 million. It made 718 million in the US alone. Like, that's ridiculous. Stupid. And it's genuinely a really good and really well-made movie. Yeah. Like, yeah, I would love to see it win. I, I saw like a video of um, Spielberg uh, like telling Tom Cruise, like, you, you saved the industry. Like, you've saved like the industry with Top Gun, like just amazing work and stuff like that. So I'd like to see it win. And I think it should win just based on that front. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, now we're back to normal times in a sense, mostly. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, we'll move on to Best Actress now. So the nominees we got for that are Kate Blanchett for Tar, Anna Diamas for Blonde, Andrea Riseborough for To Leslie, Michelle Williams, The Fablemans, Michelle Yeoh for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. So, we'll win. Go. We'll win. Michelle Yeoh, I reckon. Yeah. Because, yeah, she won the Golden Globe, eh? Uh, I think so. Two or Kate, I think. One of the yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm going to bet my life on it. Pretty... <laughs> bet your life on I'm it. I'm going to bet my life Jesus. on it. That, that's how confident I am. <laughs> bet pretty a thousand sure... dollars on it. Pre... Oh, well. <laughs> it's an inside joke right there. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she won the Golden Globe, but just it's based on that. Like before, before the Golden Globes happened, I heard everything about um, Kate Blanchett winning it for Tar. Mm. But then Michelle Williams came here. I don't know yep. who won. And... Oh, Michelle Williams. Yeah, Michelle I was, like, I was about to correct <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But again, I haven't seen the BAFTA's results or the SAG's results. That's just laziness on my part. I'll probably catch up. Yes. <laughs> but um, yeah, my guess is Michelle Yeoh for now. Um, I also really think she should win. She was one of my favorite um actresses' performances to see in the films I've seen, mm. which is, well, two. So. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, right? Just wait to get to my answer. Yep. Okay. So could win. Would you go with Kate then? I'll go with Kate. Yeah. All right. Okay. And then should win. I, I got a strong feeling about this one. It's not really a should. It's more of a want to win as Ana Diamas. Okay. So should she win? Is she better than what you've seen on here, which is Michelle? Emotionally, like in the real, like emotional sort of scenes, mm. like, yes, I think so. But I think Michelle Yeoh just had the more well-rounded sort of performance right. compared to um, Ana Diamas. Mm. I think, yeah, Anna Diamas should be proud that she got a nomination. 100%. Because, like, in the early stages, I remember when you watched and you were messaging me about it. I mean, I was looking at, like, you know, the conversation and, you know, what was getting nominated at that point. She wasn't anywhere to be seen. She was, like, down at, like, the 10th spot. I was like, okay, yeah. Like, she might be great, but she's not getting nominated. Yeah. Here she is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, for me, I'm actually going to go on the other side again and go Kate Blanchett to win. To win. I think they will swing that way, but I predict it more as like a more of a surprise rather than like a, oh yeah, she's definitely gonna win. I don't know who got the SAG. I've actually forgotten, but yeah, could win. It's Michelle. I think it's just between those two people, honestly. Yeah. Um, and should win. I'm just gonna say Michelle because that's the only one I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, don't, don't take my opinion on that one very to too much. Um, but we're on to best actor now. Cool. Uh, Austin Butler for Alvis, Colin Farrell, The Banshees of Inertion, Brendan Fraser, The Whale, Paul Mescal, After Sun, and Bill Niley, Living. Mm-hmm. So, could win. 
Good one. Or, yeah. Good one. We'll start with good one. Yeah. Good one. Good, good, good. Good, should, will. Good one. I'm going to say Austin Butler. Ooh. Yeah. I thought he captured the persona. I was going to say character for a second, but Elvis isn't really a character. Um, kind but, of is. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, like he, he like brought that persona of Elvis to life. Like he did it very, very accurately as mm. well. Uh, and um, if you like, if you've seen the film, you can, I think any Elvis fan would be like, yeah, he was as close to Elvis as you could get, really. Yeah. Yeah. So who, so who's, who's the one to take it all? Who's the one to win? Who will win? Probably Austin Butler. Well, you just said he could win. Is there a difference between could and should? No, will. Who will win? Ah. Because <laughs> there's a will win and could win. Then what should, I thought could was. Oh, okay, I fucked up there. <laughs> Are you okay? I am fine. Too I much just, odd companies for you. <laughs> no, I just got real confused between could and should. Like, I know this one was a bull. I just thought, like, yeah, you're mine. <laughs> I'll start yeah. with Will next time then. Yeah, thanks. All right, so you think Austin Butler it, will win it? Yes. Okay, and then, okay, who could win it then? Brendan Fraser. Okay, and for the whale. Yeah, yeah for the whale. Okay. Yeah. And who should win it? Brendan Fraser, just because I'm biased and I just love his comeback. Have you, have you seen The Whale? No, I haven't, but I've just seen memes. <laughs> it's on my list. I'll watch it. Yeah. Most likely on Thursday. Yeah, I'll, so I'll, watch I'll be watching all these. You yeah. know, it just it just brings that comeback story to like a complete satisfying close for all, all of his, um, his fans. And just for him, he just deserves it. He's like gone through so much and stuff and what he did for this role. Yeah. Just, just by reading for it, like where we got to and his performance. I've heard nothing but great things. So. I'm excited to watch it on Thursday, and I hope he gets recognition he deserves. I'm excited to see it too. I think he'll be good. Yeah, I've only seen two here. Um, oh, I think it's very close between Fraser and Butler here to who will win it. Mm-hmm. I think Brendan Fraser might do it just because I think the nostalgia side of that actor will get some of the voters on their side. Because mm-hmm. um, Austin Butler's still quite new into the industry quite young so they'll probably say oh he has time and I, i'm just imagining the thought process with it which is a pretty dumb way to vote for an awards it should just oh, yeah, be they, they always put so much like yeah history yeah. into it and all this kind of stuff yeah. it is pretty silly um yes yeah, so i think austin butler could win it mm-hmm. and i think austin butler should win it i think yeah. mind you i haven't seen brendan fraser so i cannot uh say that one is better or worse than the other um but from here, I think Austin Butler is the best by mm-hmm. quite a long shot in front of Colin Farrell because that's the only other one I've seen. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think I think Austin Butler did a tremendous job. I think when it comes to taking on like a, a musical legend, legend, I think this uh, surpasses Rami Malek's performance. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just I don't see much com- competition in this category with him other than Brendan Fraser. So yeah. Um, if I see Brendan Fraser, I might change my mind on this, but we'll have to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, move on to supporting actress now. So we got Angela Bassett for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Hong Chao for The Whale, uh, Kerry Condon for The Banshees of Inertia, Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Everywhere All at Once, Stephanie Hsu for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Will win. 
Not cut. Whirlwind. <laughs> Thanks for putting that up. <laughs> Been a long day, all right? Yeah, no. We'd uh, work. <laughs> uh, what I think Whirlwind will probably be Angela Bassett. Really? Um, yeah. Again, this is based on the stuff I've seen before uh, the BAFTAs and whatnot. Mm-hmm. She won the Golden Globe for that role. Um, I thought her performance in Black Panther was was good. Mm. It was definitely better than her performance in um, the first Black Panther. Yes. Um, I guess it's because it has like more emotional mm-hmm. stakes and yep. driven behind it. That's mm-hmm. probably what really elevated her performance. But yeah, I think I think she's pretty much a whirlwind. Yeah. All right. So who could win it then? Uh, Stephanie Sue as uh, from Everything Everywhere All at Once. She plays a daughter in that film. You're not Jamie Lee Curtis. No. I don't, even know, I, I don't know why she was nominated for, um, like, any, <laughs> it's bizarre. any other supporting actress, you know, like, she was barely in it, and she wasn't even that fantastic. Just because she's, like, a well-known name in that kind of movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, um, yeah, my, my, um. Stephanie Hsu is. Yeah. And everything everywhere. Yeah. Yep. So, who do you think should win it, then? Jamie Lee Curtis, right? Shut up. <laughs> I'm going to say Stephanie. I think she should win it. I mm. I I thought her performance in everything was way better than. Well, I'm not gonna say way, but well, yeah, way better. Cause yeah. It's my opinion. <laughs> no, I, I like the attitude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, was way better That's than great. Angela's performance in mm. um, Black Panther. Like, yep. sure, definitely emotional wise, mm-hmm. Angela was good, but yep. well, that's all that she really did. But mm-hmm. um, Stephanie did so much. Like, you know, she had that emotional side with her like relationship with her girlfriend and trying to like get her mum and grandfather like to give her the recognition, you know? Yeah. Then like yeah. when she went to I can't remember what the name is, mm. um, her bad evil character. Like she played that like confident, cocky role so well as also. Yeah. So I think she just had a better range in terms of her acting in this film than what Angela did in Black Panther. I like it. I like it. Yeah. What about you? Your should win? Should win. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll start with that one. Um Kerry Condon. Banishes of Inertion. I found... Oh, yeah, she was great. Yeah, yeah, I thought all the performances in that movie were great. Um, she's one that particularly stood out to me. Um, I don't know why. I, th- I just found her characterization um, for her character was just just so compelling. Mm. Just felt so so real and authentic. And I thought she just gave just a, such a seamless performance. Um, much... Better than than what I've seen on here. Like you, you make some really great points about Stephanie Shu, uh, Angela Bassett. You know, I I'm surprised she's even nominated and winning yeah. for that matter. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis, why? Yeah, I know why. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's a lot more talent out there than her this year. Yeah, that that's an interesting one. Um, but yeah, that that's my should win. Mm-hmm. Um, who will win? Will win, yeah. I would agree with you on Angela Bassett. I think she'll take it. I think the Academy has to give something to Black Panther Wakanda forever because they just love that series so much for some reason. Uh, best visual effects, let's go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and who could win it? I'd say uh, the best chance is probably Stephanie Hsu. So, yeah. Yep. Um, best supporting actor now, um, Brendan Gleeson. Benches of Inertia. Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway. Mm-hmm. Judd Hirsch for The Fablemans. Barry Keegan for The Banshees of Inertia. And Ki Huquan for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Who should win? What's up, should win for you? 
who should win is yes. probably Ki Hu Kwan. Oh, you like that one. Yes. I like that choice. Yep. Yep. Oh, oh shit. Sorry, that was a moth that <laughs> just came flying past my face. Yeah. <laughs> Why is um, in this room? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think he was fantastic. Brendan Gleeson was fantastic in um, Banshees. He was really good at it. He him. was really, oh, okay. Nah. Oh, he's nah. changing it. No, nah, I'm not changing it. Oh, I nah. think he, Kihu Kwan just, you know, like mm-hmm. he played that like really scared, timid sort of husband and then just went straight on to like a badass. Like literally yeah. like that, you know. like Lots of versatility in the role. So much versatility. Yeah. And then. I can't remember if he did his own stunts and stuff, but if he did, that's another factor. I yeah, don't know if he did or not. top. Yeah. yeah. All right, so who will win it? Key. Key? Okay. And who could win it? Who could be who, who the could? one that could surprise? Ooh, we should probably add some background music to this. Moment of silence mm. there, yeah. Because I've heard good things about Judd, um, Judd Hirsch from the Fablemans. Yeah, so have I. So, yeah, so I'm really tossing You haven't be- seen that one, have you? So, no, I haven't. Yeah. I've, I've just based on what I heard. Mm. So I'm really tossing it between him and Brendan, but I can, I'm just going off based off what I've seen, and that's just going to be Banshee. So I'm so, oh, what could, do you mm. say could? Yeah, this is one that could. Just could win would be Brendan Gleeson, which, yeah. is, which is still deserving because he was fantastic in this film mm. as well. Yeah. I'm actually going to agree with everything you said just then. I think will win is key. Mm-hmm. I think could win is Brendan Gleeson, and I think should win is key. And yeah. this is basically for the same reasons as well. Yeah. Just the versatility and yeah, the roundness to that performance I thought was just so good. So yeah, that would be that would be my pick. Um, so we're gonna move on to best director now. So we got Martin McDonough for the Benches of Inertia. We got the Daniels for Everything Everywhere All at Once, Steven Spielberg for The Fablemans, Todd Field for Tar, and Ruben Ostland for Triangle of Sadness. Who will win this one? Did you say will? Yes. Okay. So I'm just too busy, like, looking. Oh, fair, fair. Um, who will win this? I haven't heard much about director to be honest. I mm. mean, I'm just going to go base off the movie. It's a long decision. <laughs> I'm just going to say the Daniels, just because they brought like such a, they did the multiverse better than MCU did, really. It's not surprising, but yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, and this came out when like straight after No Way Home, basically. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, I, what what they did with this concept in something that had like no f- ties from past, present, or franchise tied to it. Yeah. They just made it this really enjoyable film, and now it's like what nominated for X amount of Oscars mm. right now. So absolutely, he's my will. Okay, and who could upset in this one? Who, who could, could win this? Just because it was a fantastic film, and I was not expecting it, I'm going to say Robin Osland. For Triangle, Triangle of Sadness. Yeah. I think that was just fantastic. It was just, a, it was a very simple story mm. told in like three chapters. Yeah. But each chapter, like the first chapter was really fast and the second mm. was long, but there was mm. just so much that happened in that one. Yeah. And then the third, the third chapter was pretty much the same and just like that's where everything went down. I think the way that he balanced the first, second and third was just fantastic along with like what he brought from his cast because there was 
a wide range of casts in this. Yeah. Um, there's quite a lot. I, mean, I think it's, yeah, it, that the movie explores so much like yeah. interesting things. And in a small space too. So yeah, I think he's my could. Could win. Yeah. All right. So who do you think should win out of all these? What's your personal pick? I'm going to say Ruben. Oh, really? Yeah. I like that answer. I, I just think cool, yeah. all the elements that he brought to this was just, mm. I think it, my personal opinion is just better than the other two films that I've seen. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. You know what? I think my should win. Who I think should win this. I'm going to agree with you on Ruben. Mm. I, I I liked it, bro. This movie came out of nowhere. 100%. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure we went to that screening and we're like, we're a bit iffy on it. And then we came out of mm. that screening and that's just all we could talk about for like two days. Yeah, well, with all these accolades, you know, uh, winning the Palme d'Or for Keynes and then these nominations now, yeah. like, okay, well, we have to go to this. We have to see it. But I, I, didn't, I had no excitement for it. I didn't know anything. I didn't know the cast. I didn't know the director. Although I've seen one of the director's things before this. Um yeah, and then this movie just kind of came out of nowhere. And it just, it was a movie that stayed on my mind. Yeah. And I was like, wow, it's actually really kind of exploring all these kind of different elements. And it's genuinely like really funny as well. And it's just interesting. And yeah. it introduced me to Fred again. Yeah, Fred uh, again. <laughs> we finally got James and Fred again. <laughs> which is uh, the in- ending song for that movie, which I thought was just, yeah, interesting way to cut it off. But yeah, no, he will be my uh, pick for. Uh, winning director, mm-hmm. if I could choose that. But who I think will win this, I think you're right. I think it is the Daniels. I think they did something really special with this movie. And, yeah, I think just with the multiverse and how they tied it to, like, you know, all these, like, cultural elements and, you know, just really compelling drama. I thought it was yeah. fantastic. So I think they should win the or they will win this, sorry. And who I think could win this? I'm going to be safe and say Steven Spielberg. You know, yeah. you just never know with this guy. Like... He's always just getting it's stuff. Just banger after banger. Yeah, yeah. So he can't be stopped. If the Academy wants to acknowledge him, I think they can just do it at any chance they want. And they might do it for Fablemans, which is quite a personal movie for him. So. Yeah, because it, it's about him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like loosely biographical. Yeah. 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 Uh, we'll move on to screenplay now. Mm-hmm. Best original screenplay. The nominees, Banshees of Inertia, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Triangle of Sadness. So what one's best original screenplay? Hmm. It's not, not going to work. <laughs> I was trying to balance this phone <laughs> on the microphone stand. <laughs> it just doesn't work. Original screenplay. I'm tossing up a two, between two right now. I'm just trying to... Sorry, was this Will? Yeah. yeah. See, we will win this. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I do this every time. Like whenever you like go through just the thing, clarify. whenever you go through the thing, I'm just like so deep in thoughts of what, what I like, what I'm like thinking about. And then you say your question, I'm like, oh shit, I forgot which one is this. You're um, trying to balance the thing on your microphone stand. <laughs> what will win? Yes. Will. Yep, got that. Not could. Mm-hmm. Will. I think it's going to be Banshees. Will. Oh, Banshees? Yeah. You think Banshees or what? Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I was mm. tossing up between Banshees and Fablemans, but just based on stuff I've heard, and obviously Banshees on what I saw, mm. um, I haven't, I, I really wish I'd watched all these films. Um, but yeah, I just think Banshees was good. I think it just told a better story overall in terms of per, how personal it was, mm. how personable it was to the characters. Yeah, and I think the writing in that movie is really strong. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, very subtle in a lot of places as well. I don't think everything everywhere all at once is a really screenplay driven movie. Yeah. No, it's more like it obviously had its themes and its moments mm. and the message I was trying to say, but yeah. not as much as, uh, mm. you know, it's, yeah, it's more a complete package kind of movie. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So could win. Who would you put on that one? Could win would probably be Fablemans. Fablemans. Mm. Yeah. All right. And who should win this? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's very hard. To say without having watched the Fablemans, um, mm. really, um, should win. I'm just gonna wing it and say Triangle of Sadness because that's a fantastic movie. <laughs> yes, sir, it is. <laughs> yep, my should win. I would say Triangle of Sadness as well when it comes to screenplay. I think. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, just the way they balance the whole entire story. You know, everything. And, yeah, like and like all the different characters and they all meet up at one certain point. Yeah, and just like. Just how funny it is as well. Like, yeah, really, we were genuinely laughing. Like, really great um, humor balance. And, yeah, 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 and just yeah, putting in the, the thematics into it as well. I thought just yeah, perfectly balanced. Yeah, as all things should be. Um, who, I, <laughs> who I think will win? I think, I think everything, everywhere, all at once will win this. Well, Not saying it deserves, but I'm thinking it will. Just, I feel, I feel a sweep coming on with these major categories. In terms of directing, picture, screenplay. And I, I think a couple of the acting ones there with Michelle, with yeah, Key and Key, stuff like that. Maybe yeah. even Stephanie too. So I feel like there might be a major sweep with this. And I think everything, everywhere, all at once will win this category to have that momentum. Mm. Um, but what could win? I think you're, yeah, you might be right with the Fablemans there. I think that might be one that slips out and, you know, upsets perhaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but we'll move on to the adapted screenplays now. So the nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery, Living, Top Gun Maverick, Woman Talking. Who will win? Finally, a category where I've seen more than two. Really? Yeah. You saw three in the last one. Oh, okay. Ignore that. <laughs> uh, you said will win because I remember that. Yes. What I think will win. I remember that. Would be Orquan on the Western Front. Oh, yeah. oh interesting. That was a unexpected hit that I, well, I was expecting it to uh, enjoy because I do enjoy uh, war, war period films, mm, yeah. um, but I just didn't expect it to blow me away that much. Just I obviously don't want to spoil anything for you because you still need to see it. But just in terms of <laughs> thanks, man. <laughs> just in terms of the, like the story it told and the intensity mm. and whatnot, it's yeah, yeah. No, I've heard really great things, but I'm really excited to see it because I do love like those period war, film, war films as well. But yeah. yeah, we'll get on with that ASAP before before next week. All right, so who could win this then? Top Gun Maverick, for all oh. the reasons you said before. Yeah, when we were going through um, mm. Best Picture, Best Picture, yeah. Uh, it, like you said, it, it literally brought cinema and box office back. Um, mm. Tom Cruise is a genius for continuously doing this. Yeah. Uh, not doing this. Delaying this film mm. until like cinemas actually opened up and it paid dividends off for him and it's going to happen for Mission Impossible 7, guaranteed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that just had everything. That they had heart. It kept capturing the nostalgia off the film. It had great callbacks. It's a perfect legacy sequel. Eh? 100% yes. Yeah, I don't think there's a better one, honestly. Yeah. All right, so for Should Win. Should Win or Quiet. Right, so yeah, fair enough. What about you? Will? Will win. Oh, this one's a hard one, man. I haven't heard much. I'm gonna come out left field here. Woman talking. 
I've heard a lot about the screenplay for that one. I think it will come out and win it. Yeah. I've, I haven't seen it. I've, heard, noth- I, I've no. heard nothing about this film. Yeah. I don't even know what it's about. Who's in it? Who's directing? Well, there are women talking. <laughs> Just It's probably not the right name that the movie should be called. But... Um, <laughs> Like it's just like a boring name. Like what? What is it about? Like, oh, is it literally about women talking? I don't know. Ah, no one knows. Oh, but well, it's not the, an interesting the name seen at all. It probably does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I would say that would win. I've heard really great things about it, and yeah, I'll be watching it before uh, Oscars next week. So hopefully, I enjoy it as much um, as you know as the good things I've heard about it. Could win. Uh, could win. I think, yeah, All Quiet on the Western Front, I think they could could win. It's been a big surprise just with Oscars, BAFTAs it destroyed, yeah. Mm. So it could really come out of nowhere and just kind of eat some surprise categories yeah. up. And I think should win. I've only seen two, so it has to be Top Gun for me. <laughs> uh, basically for the reasons that you said in terms of being a legacy sequel for the, the capturing the heart. The nostalgia and just all that kind of stuff. Can this moth go away? Why is it here? Uh, <laughs> bangs into my forehead. Um, right. Yep. So yeah, Top Gun Maverick for me for what should win adapted screenplay, uh, animated feature. Yes. <laughs> now this is a stacked category. Um, okay. So the nominees are for this one is uh, Gallimoro del Toro's Pinocchio, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, Puss in Boots The Last Wish. The Sea Beast Turning Red. I don't so even what, know why that's nominated. What, The Sea Beast? No, nah, Turning Red. Turning Red. Um, okay, yeah. I've never even... Oh, turning Red, yeah. And Pixar had a bad year, eh? What was the other... Did they have another movie? I hope not, because I can't remember it. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Pixar's, Pixar's not part of it now. It's all about DreamWorks era. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, okay, so what will win? Pinocchio, hundred percent. Yeah, Pinocchio. I mean, it's just the best animated feature on this list right now. I mean, the stop motion, you know, the story that Del Toro mm. brought to this. I mean, Pinocchio, Pinocchio bought by Disney. You know, they because you know how much they like love doing live action remakes. Yes. That was fucking shit. Because <laughs> I literally watched both back to back, and I just I was on my phone. I was doing other stuff. I even left at one point, kept the movie running, came back half an hour later and was still going. Is the, the Disney one? Yeah, it was the Disney one, not not, not the <laughs> Toro's one. <laughs> yeah, it was just garbage compared to the two. Like Pinocchio was more... <laughs> pin- I've heard it's bad. <laughs> Del Toro's um, Pinocchio was just... It was perfectly suited for... <laughs> We're really battling this moth. Moth that needs to pass <laughs> off. It's Mothra. <laughs> Nearly that big, yeah. honestly. Um, anyway, yeah, just um, Del Toro's Pinocchio was just it appealed to like you know the younger and older audiences. Right. It had like the lighthearted moments, mm-hmm. the feel good moments, and then like suddenly turned very very dark. Which you know, I've mo- heard that. Yes, most yep. adults that read the books, I mm. it's probably they're probably dead now because it came out Jesus like <laughs> <laughs> centuries ago. <laughs> but I'm um, like you know the people that grew up with like this character, mm. they could relate. Right, whereas to the other one. Other Pinocchio is just like your typical cash grab yeah. Disney film. Mm. Yeah. So what could win? I'll save that for later. I'm gonna say Marcel the shoe the shell with shoes on. Yes. Wait, did you say should or could? <laughs> what could win? Oh yeah, Ma- Marcel. Yeah, no, you got it right. Yeah. 
<laughs> Marcel, the shower shoes on. Uh, yeah. the, you've seen it? No. Oh, okay. I have so much to watch. I'll get that. I'll do it. <laughs> it Believe it, in me. It's the animation is very minimal, but it's just fantastic. You know, like the only things that's animated in this is the actual shells itself and like all like surrounding other stuff. Otherwise, the shells. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Oh wow. It's interesting. We've been sarcastic there, or no, 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 oh. no. I haven't. I haven't heard much about this movie. Oh. I've never seen like a trailer or a clip or anything. So oh. yeah, it was, um, yeah, it's actually fantastic. It's like done. I've heard amazing. It's done stuff. like in a documentary thing. So like, pretty much like will be live action and say that can off old company right there. There'll be animation, and that's the only part of animation that's in this. What? So the the Marcel the shell would run past it, and like whack it or something. No, I'm talking. Oh, sorry, the can is Marcel. Why is the Okay. okay, well we'll just scrap <laughs> we'll just scrap that. We're getting we're get I'm getting annoyed. And it's just I don't have the patience to deal with fair this. Fair enough, fair enough. But yeah, I just thought it was a fantastic film and the yeah. story overall of because the gist of the story is Marcel trying to find his family, pretty much. And felt like a good movie. I'm excited to see it to be fair. All right, so what should win? Person boots boy. Person boots <laughs> over Pinocchio for you. Yeah, I know. Like I know you love Pinocchio. I do love Pinocchio, but oh god damn, like nothing. I know I can speak on your behalf here because I'm you? that confident. Yes, we were not expecting a good time walking out. Yeah, yeah no, I'll say that for kind. <laughs> you can't whistle. And that none of us was expecting like a DreamWorks Puss in Boots to be that good, especially after the first Puss in Boots, where it was like highly average. That's a good movie. Uh, average. It's good. It's not great like Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, yeah. but it's good. Yeah. But I think. I have never heard children scream in terror as much as I have <laughs> in this. And it's all because of one wolf. Like, that thing was scary. Like, even the adults were, like, scared as well. Like, oh, I loved it. It was just everything about this film was just such a surprise that mm. you just get blown away. And, like, you know, you, you just have, like, that, what's it called? I don't know, drunk lust, whatever. Drunk lust. I don't, I don't know what it's called. What words? There, there's a word in it where you're just, like, absolutely blown, blown away. You just... Can't help but love it, and that, that's all. It's like, drunk lust, is it? Drunk love, drunk lust, whatever. Fuck, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah. You know, shut up. What's your will win? Will win, I think, uh, I don't think I know it'll be Pinocchio. Have it's, you seen it? No, I haven't. I've seen like five minutes. Um, Watch. <laughs> I was jet lagged, and then I fell asleep. So I had, an, <laughs> I had an excuse for that one. But I will watch it. I'll watch everything. Trust me. Um, but yes, no, I think Pinocchio will, it's dominated everything in award season so far. So yeah. why would it lose this one? Um, Huge upset if it did. It did, yeah. I think could win though. I think it's, yeah, you're right with Marcel, the shower shoes on. I think we're the same in all these ones. Um, you know, just A24 and what they bring to a movie and, you know, they give it to an animated movie. Of course, it's going to be yep. great. And I've heard 100%. great things about it. So it definitely has a chance here. Um and what should win? I've only seen that. Oh, I've only seen Puss in Boots and Turning Red. So I think Turning Red should win it. <laughs> Pixar. Nah, um, <laughs> no, I can't say that with a straight face. Um, yeah, Puss in Boots, Last Wish. I think that should win it. I, th I think you covered it off pretty clearly. I think the animation style, I think e even the story is really good. It's genuinely funny at times. Yeah. The really cutesy moments are, are, are funny and not cringe. Yeah. Not cringe. They're, they're genuine. And it just, there's adult humor. It's just kind of a really 
well-balanced kids movie. Yeah. Um, and I, I love to see that everyone else has loved it as well. So it, it, that movie, yeah, it took all of us by surprise. Yeah. It was the last full movie me and your kind of seen. Oh, so, dear. Special, special place <laughs> in the heart for that one there. What uh, a movie well, to end it on, though. Pardon? What a movie to end it on. I know, right? Yeah. yeah. Can't go wrong with Puss in Boots. Um, we'll move on to the best original score now. Mm-hmm. So we have All Quiet on the Western Front, Babylon, The Banshees of Inertia, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and The Fablemans. So, Nan, what will win? I haven't seen most of these. Well, by most, I mean two. Babylon and Fablemans? Mm-hmm. But I can't remember much of the others. Um, I think the last it's a tough one, eh? yeah. I think that it's that, like there's no clear winner. I reckon, in my opinion, um, I know I haven't seen it, and it is one that I would talk to you about. That I was really excited for, and that's Babylon. I'm pretty sure they won the Golden Globe for best original score, right? Mm. So just based on that, I'm going to say Babylon. Yeah, will win. Mm-hmm. And could win. Could win. Oh. I'm going to say All Quiet on the Western Front. I yeah. think there's something special about that score. As very little that I can remember from it, but I know that there's a few snippets. It really brought like the intensity and drama. Right. And those like big moments, those sad moments, like you just felt it mm. real hard. That's the whole point of a score, I am. Yeah, definitely. So what should win it? Probably All Quiet on the Western Front. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. What about you, Will? I've only seen two of these movies. I think you're right with Babylon. I think it will win it. Mm-hmm. I think Banshees of Inertia could win it. Mm-hmm. Um, and should, based on the things that I've seen, probably Banshees as well. Banshees. I, I, th- I thought that was really good. Not one that I would listen to outside of the film, but yeah. one that really... Um, Accompanies it very well. Yeah, yeah. It just, it just added weight to the emotions and it just kind of really supported the film in a really, really good way. Yeah. Um there's no other way for me to put it, but yeah, that that's the one that I'd pick. Uh, interesting year for score, though. I eh? no clear like yeah thing or not nothing that I hear that I actually like love in terms of score. Yeah, usually like there's that one film that just, just absolutely like, dominant. And yeah, you're, like, that's winning. You, you know? just feel it. You know, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, interesting. Cinematography, we have All Quiet on the Western Front, Bardo, False Chronicle of a Handful of Truth, Elvis, Empire of Light, and Tar. What would be, what do you think will win this one? All Quiet on the Western Front. You've been seen two of these, eh? Mm. Yeah. I do think the Batman probably should have at least got a nomination because that the cinematography in that film was like actually really good. It was good. I'd say yeah. Top Gun over oh, Batman. Oh, yeah. And, and but Top both. Gun both, yeah. yeah. Um, I haven't seen three of these, so I can't state. But. Yeah, but I think All Quiet on the Western Front, I think that cinematography just accompanied the film very well. In terms mm. of the war sort of setting. Yeah, I've only seen one of these. Yeah. It's very hard. Maybe next time we should actually watch all the films before I do. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Well, we we got a lot to catch up 2024, on. 2024, we'll get it right, we, boys. We got this, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so what, what could win it then? Could win. See, the thing is that I haven't heard anything else in terms of this sort of category. I know with Tart, it's just mainly been Kane Blatchett's... Um, Mm. performance but I haven't heard much about that yeah Um. so I'm just going to go based off what else I've saw and that was Elvis fair enough that's what you can do eh? mm. um, and 
should. That's yes. the last one. Yeah. Yep. Or quiet on the Western Front. Fair enough. I would say for Woolwin, I'm going to put my faith in Empire of Light, actually. Sorry, I'm going to change that. I'm going to do Tar. Mm-hmm. Just because I just got a feeling. I have no other justification besides that. Have you been keeping up with like the BAFTAs and SAGs? No, no, I think cinematography is a very diverse category in terms of winners. Right. Um, and, you know, stuff like Top Gun's won, but it's not even nominated. It's just it's a really weird one for me. Um, but I, I feel Tar, I think it's the biggest Best Picture candidate. It's been nominated in, like, major categories, which I think, you know, you can see that the Academy really values this film. So I'd probably put it in Tar over, you know, Elvis or All Quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, but my, you know, could win. Empire of Light, Roger Deakins. You just can't go against oh, that guy. He can always come it's just through. Banger after banger after banger. Yeah, I think he only has one Oscar, but he has like a billion like fucking nominations. So, yeah. but you know the work he does is always you know really immaculate kind of stuff in what's terms his, of visually. Was his last film, nineteen seventeen? I believe did so. I'm I'm not quite sure. And he does. He definitely did do Skyfall, right? I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah, yeah. Him and Sam Mendes are always a a duo. Uh, uh, one two punch. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, and then should win. I have to say, Alvis should win. Yeah, because oh. it's the only one I've seen. <laughs> so yeah, just wins take, by default. Take, yeah, exactly. All right, best visual effects. Favorite movie coming up. Uh, <laughs> all right, best visual effects. The nominees we got: All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar: The Way of Water, The Batman, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Why is that there? <laughs> Top Gun Maverick. All right. Who will win this? Avatar. The Way of Water. Will yes. Definitely win 100%. Like, mm-hmm. as much as I don't like the franchise, um, <laughs> even this film, like, that, like it's always just been consistent between both films that the so visuals good, yeah. are just fantastic. And mm. they're literally genre and industry, what is it? Leading? D- d- defining. Oh, yeah. Defining like, it, like yeah. it just, like, Ups the game for like the next sort of X amount of years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, way of water, easy. Lock, okay. lock, chuck your house on it mm. if you have to. What could win though? What could be the upset here? Or could there be an upset? There could be an upset. Definitely not Black, Black Panther. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to say a Top Gun. No, mm. is most of that practical? No. Yes, no. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a lot of it's practical, but there are visual effects blended in. Ah, sweet. Yeah, I got you there. Um, yeah, probably going to be Top Gun for my um, good one. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, okay, so what should win? And I think I know the answer to this, and I'm very excited to hear the words. So what should win? Black Panther. Yes, you said exactly what I wanted to hear. No, I'm kidding. The Batman. <laughs> nah, nah, no way. No way. Don't do that to me. Don't do that to me. Avatar. Avatar should win. I mean... Should win. Is that not it? It's your choice. No, as... What as should a, win? Yeah, yeah, Avatar. Yeah. Yeah, I'll back that. Still a shit story. No, no, it's not. No one cares about his kids. Do you see the box office for it? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Everyone cares about it. The entire world. Okay, yeah, yeah no, so Avatar should win it. Yeah, it's like a no-brainer. It's no-brainer. just one of those default winners. Default, uh, yeah. Imagine if it doesn't win though. That would actually be huge. Yeah. Like, imagine Black Panther won it over Avatar. Can you imagine uproar for that? Ugh. 
We want to see it or know it. Yeah. I know what your will and should will, should is, so let's just go with your could. Actually, I know all three of yours, so just surprise me what you're going to do. Will win, Avatar The Way of Water. Yep. Should win, The Way of Water. But what could win if it loses on some, you know, some rare kind of occasion? Mm-hmm. It would have to, it'd have to be Tolkien. It would just have yeah. to be, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the only... I'm not going to say acceptable, but the only one where I wouldn't be up in arms about it, I guess. Yep. Yeah. Because I love Tolkien. Um, all right. So we're going to do our last one now, which is Best Sound. It's the last mm-hmm. one we're going to cover. The nominees for this one are All Quiet on the Western Front. Wow, that's really dominating, isn't it? It's everywhere. Um, Avatar The Way of Water, The Batman, Elvis, and Top Gun Maverick. Mm-hmm. What will win? Will win. Mm. Probably Elvis. Elvis, eh? The like the musical sort of like biopic sort of mm. usually wins these sort of categories just based on past, right? Yeah, they're they're very prominent in this and uh this one, but they were it was divided between sound mixing and sound editing. Yeah, so but I, that that's why yeah. I didn't want to say Top Gun like straight off the bat. Because yeah. I knew it was combined. I was like, oh, if it's combined, then I think Elvis has that slight Because sound, sound mixing is where, like, these kind of musical biopics yeah. are really flourish in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you're going with Elvis to win it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then your could win. What would that be? To- uh, Top Gun. Top Gun member. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And what I should mean, win it? Should win? Top Gun. Easily. Yeah. Top yeah. Gun. Sound of those planes and jets. Mm. Like, it might not be that realistic, uh, yeah. realistic, but it's, you know, mm, major ears bleed. Nothing for the Batman, eh? Interesting. I was thinking for the Batman. I was looking at it very hard. If Top Gun wasn't there, it would have been Batman, but the Batman was fantastic, but I just think Top Gun's sound, especially in terms of the way that its jets and stuff mm. was, is just yeah. better than what the Batman had. I think the best sound thing I can think of for the Batman right now is um, when we first introduced to him in the um, Batmobile, where it's like revving the engine and just mm. that whole car chase. I think yeah. that's the best, pretty much, sound aspect of the Batman. But Top Gun is just consistent throughout the entire film. Fair enough. Avatar the way of the water. No. I think that has a no. good chance. No. <laughs> no. And I'm pretty sure you agree with me on this as well. It's better than the Batman. Um, just a bigger soundscape and all that oh, kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's besides the point. But I think we'll win. I'd just I'd say Top Gun Maverick will win this. Will win. But I think the could win, I think it's Elvis. Elvis, so opposite. Yeah, yeah. But I think the should win, Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. Uh, I think the sound's just phenomenal and just from on, on all aspects. And I think I think the mixing as well really does come into play with Top Gun Maverick. So yeah, that would be my choice. Um, but yeah, Elvis was great. They're all pretty great ones in terms of sound, although I haven't seen All Quiet on the Western Front yet. Um, it's very similar to like 1917 sort of sound. Yeah. If you want to get a rough idea. Right, right. Well, I'll be watching it this week. Um, but yes, no, that is going to do it from us. Um, but to all you guys, thanks for tuning in for this one. Uh, it's our first one in a while, and you know, we're going to be doing this on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Weekly, we're going to be aiming for Mondays. New Zealand time, so Sundays, Sundays for everyone in the US and UK and wherever else you may be. Um, but before we sign off, uh, we want to hear your thoughts. Did you agree with everything that we talked about today? Uh, do you think it'd be a while before we see an MCU reach a billion again that you know that isn't an Avengers film? 
Or maybe, just maybe, you think Quantumania will suddenly pop off at the box office <laughs> and leg it out to a billion. Uh, whatever it is, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Head on over to our, uh, our Instagram page at MovieGains. And if you want more of our content, check out MovieGains.com for 4K movie reviews, box office analysis, and coverage of award season. And remember to sign up to our weekly email newsletter to stay up to date with everything we do. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to follow us on whatever platform you're listening from and turn on those notifications to never miss another one. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll catch you next time. Have a great day. Peace. See you later. Damn, I was going to say peace out.